Okay. Zakt the Heilige Gemara David Yerchesman Aleph about a quarter of the way up. First one in line is Darash. Darash Rabbi Yehuda Bar Eloi Avruma, and Avruma, which is a certain type of small fish, Sharia is kosher. Amar Lefana Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yosi Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yosi. His student said to him, Rabbi Parish, please explain more. Give us more detail on the psak that you just gave us. So he answered back, Kachamar Abba, Shemakam Ploni Asura, Shemakam Ploni Muteris, of this place is Asur, and if that place is Mutter, I mean, it's not always allowed, it depends on which river you're finding it in. Which Gemara says, that's the Avruma, but there's a very similar psak when it comes to the Tzachanta. Kihad Amar Abaye, similar to what Abaye says, Hai Tzachanta, this Tzachanta, the Bav Naro, it's in the Bav River, Shari is kosher. But it's only if it's that river. If it's in other rivers, it's not kosher. The way we explained it yesterday, at least based on our school, was, is that the fish itself is always kosher. It's just such a small fish, it's hard to distinguish it from other non-kosher fish that might be around or other types of shrubs that might be around. But the Bavra Nara, you don't have to worry about the non-kosher fish being around. So if you see this small fish there, then you know it's in fact the kosher species. So ask the Gemara, my time, my, what's the reason why Bavnara stands out that it's unique, that there's only kosher fish that are there? Elam, Mishum, Duradifi, Mai, if you're going to tell me the reason why the Bavnara is unique is because it has fast waters, Vahai Dug Tame, and you would say the rule is that a Dug Tame, a non kosher fish, cave the lace late, Chutashar, just does not have a spine, Lomatsi Kayim, you cannot handle being in the fast waters. Therefore, you know if it's here, it's kosher, Vahaka Chazin, and Dakai, but we see that this that non-kosher fish are able to handle and stand in fast-running waters elsewhere. So again, we're not saying the Bavnara, we're not saying they're there, but if you're telling me that the Lumdus is that they can't handle a strong flow of the water, well, there's plenty of other rivers around the world that have a strong flow, that non-kosher fish are there, therefore that cannot be the major factor that makes them that they can't be there. So rather you're going to try to tell me, the reason why there's no non-kosher fish in the Bavnar is because the water is salty. And you'll tell me the non-kosher fish, since they don't have scales, they cannot handle the salty water. But we see in other salty waters around the world that you have fish that do not have scales. So Ella Mishum Delo Marbetinayu Dagtame is rather just the Matthias of the earth and the dirt on the, on, the, on the floor, on the bed of the river that does not grow. It's not conducive for the development of non-kosher fish, and therefore you know that the only fish that are there are in fact going to be kosher fish. Amar Avina ends up with the final statement, but nowadays the shafchi of somehow there's a difference in the flow, there's a change in the flow of the rivers, that now you have these other rivers that are spilling into the Bavnar, the Esan River and the Gamda River, a is going to be Asr because now all their non-kosher fish will just flow into there, and you invite to have that mixture that you're not going to be able to distinguish. Okay, here we go. Nugamar, two lines from the bottom. We're good? Jake, Stan, we're good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, here we go. Itmar, Sikech al-Gabi achsadra sheyeshla p'tzimen k'sheira. She'enla p'tzimen is going to be machleket between Abayi and Harava. Okay, so we had the case in the Mishnah of the achsadra. Achsadra, simply put, was, if you have the picture book, it's definitely helpful, um, but what it was is that you had a ches-shaped courtyard you had a canopy that was not individual canopies over each door. It was really just a ledge that went around as a ches as well. And then you had the schach lying across that ches. And we just said in the Mishnah that if the length of that canopy is more than four amos, you can't use the wall of the house itself to be the wall. There's no dofen akuma, it's not kosher. If, however, you have a case where it's less than four amos, that it's going to be fine because you just have to use the wall of the house. But now we're going to try to do something totally different. And this picture actually is very helpful if you have the art, the, uh, the or if you're actually going to have a picture also, that um, you have these posts. On a, Paul, if you're able to see it. Paul, you can see it right there? You should be able to. Yes. Okay. So you have 
little poles put up every three tzvachim. <laughs> that's, 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 so that's simple. It's pretty simple, is that you're not using the wall of the house as the wall, you're using all those poles that are set up every three tzvachim as your wall. So why would it not be good? It's a full three-walled sukkah based on the tzimen, those small poles that are being set up every three tzvachim apart, every 2.9 tzvachim apart. So the Gemara starts off with a very simple statement, but then it gets to the next one, which is when you don't have those poles, can it still be kosher anyway? So it says the Gemara, Itmar, If you make schach on top of this achsadra that does have tzimen, that has the tzimen, then ksher is going to be kosher because at the end of the day, you, you, who cares how long the canopy of the achsadra is, you don't need to use the wall of the house, you're using the tzimen themselves as the wall, so it lines up perfectly with the schach and you have yourself a kosher sukkah. However, she'en la tzimen, let's say you do not have the tzimen, is it going to be kosher anyway? Abaya amr ksher, Abaya says, still fine, don't worry about it. And we're talking about a case even though it's four amas to the wall of the house. So we'll have to see how that fits with the Mishnah, we'll discuss that more on daf Yutes, but at the same time, Abaya says, even if you do not have tzimen, and it's just an achsadra, and it's more than four amos, somehow it's going to be kosher. We'll discuss in just a couple of seconds how that could be, but let's just take a bayi at face value, a bayi holds it's kosher, but Rava Amar Pshula Rava says it is not going to be kosher because where's your walls? It's too far away from the walls of the house. You have, you have no p'tzimen being the walls that are closer to the opening of the achsadra, so what exactly is creating the walls that's going to make it a kosher sukkah? So, so, so whether it's, it's, sorry, this case itself, the case of the is greater than four amos. Yes. If it's less than four amos, there's nothing to talk about. You don't have to worry about anything. So we're talking about more than four amos. Okay? So um, Stan, who learned Dafyomi, should be able to think of a concept in Erevin that will make this kosher. I'm not, not going to put him on the spot, though. So says the Gemara, Abaye Amar Ksheri, last three words on the Amud, on Yechesmet Aleph, now on the Yechesmet Beis. Amrina, Pitikra Yoyred Vesoysem. Pitikra Yoyred Vesoysem is an idea in Hilfus Erevin, and we use it as well in Hilfus Sukkah, possibly. That says as follows. If you, um, I'm trying to think of a good example here. Let's get a thicker safer as a model. It's, it, it works a little bit like Goyd Achis and Goyd Asik that we had before, that when you have a wall that's already 10 Tfachim, it could shoot down and uh, you know, be longer than what it looks like it is. So let's just say this is the canopy. Okay, and this is the inside, this is the part of the canopy that's facing the opening, that you have a schach lying across it over here. I don't know if you're able to see what that means over there in your picture, Paul. But the point being is, is that P tikra, which means the, so to speak, the opening of the tikra of the roof, Yorid Vesaisim will shoot down and close it off. Yorid Vesaisim will shoot down and close it off. So that's exactly what's going on over here. It says, even though... It's more than four amos away from the house, but since the Aksadra's ledge is a flat ledge that goes straight up and down, even though it's not ten tvachim, there's a new concept that we're not familiar with in Hilchah Sukkah at least, but it's a very familiar concept when it comes to Hilchah's Erevin, that sometimes you have something called Pitikr Yerid Vesaisim, that the roof, um, its ledge, is able to shoot down and create a closing. Uh, this is an idea, I'm not delving deep into Hilchah's Erevin, but this is an idea actually that sometimes um, is very helpful with a front porch of a house. You know, usually you cannot carry on the front porch of a house unless it's actually surrounded by at least three walls. Um, ideally, you need to have a fourth wall as well, etc. And sometimes, depending on the shape of one's awning that they have on top of their front porch, it could create. If there's already railings on the other side, you have the house obviously as the first side, then you have the railings. If the railings are tall enough, and you want to go ahead and shoot down the 
awning to make a fourth wall that could be acceptable depending on certain details. So Abayu says, okay, fine, who cares that we don't have the Pitsimim and who cares that we're more than four Amos? We have Pitik or Yer This is the detail we're going to have to discuss soon in the Gemara because the Mishnah seemed to have said otherwise, right? But that's something that uh, we'll have to get to in a couple seconds, but at least we understand where Abayu is coming from. He's applying the idea of Pitik or Yer Rava Amar Psula, Rava says it's no good. Very simply put, is that we cannot apply this concept called Pitikra Yorivisaisa. Okay. Amrle Rava la Abai. Rava says to Abai, Rava is the one who's Machmer, says the Abai is the one who's Mekel. Lididcha, the Amras Pitikra Yorivisaisa, according to you, that says we will apply the concept of Pitikra Yorivisaisa, Afilu Hifchis Doifenem Tsai then this should even be true if you take out the middle wall. So um, if you want to uh, look at the picture book, it's a little bit of a discussion. Um, you'll see over here, it's actually Machlech Rashi and Taisas, if you don't have it there. But there's two versions that we have over here. Uh, according to Rashi, this question that Rav is asking Abaye is nothing to do with Achsadra anymore. According to Rashi, the question that Rav is asking Abaye is, according to you, you could have a two-walled sukkah, that just the third wall will be covered with the schach creating a pitikra. So that's the picture over here. I'll show it to you, Paul. This one, the Rashi. Uh, this one. This is Kuf Pezayin. Right. So it's, uh, Paul, it's that, it's that picture right there. So I don't know if you have that at all, uh, Jake. But it, it, all it is is a two-walled sukkah. That's all you need. You don't need any pictures for that one necessarily. But Rav says to Abaye, well, according to you, that just take a regular two-walled sukkah, only two walls, mamish, and it has schach on top. The schach goes to the edge of the two openings. But let's just take your, your famous P-ticker idea, shoot it down, you're good to go. Like, why is that not good? So Tysus actually, according to the pictures, um, says it's still talking about Aksadra. It's just that there's only two side walls covered by the Aksadra, and the, and the front and back walls are totally open. But again, it's, it's really technically the same idea. Of, according to you, you would go as far as to say, even that's okay? So again, let's read this. What? Isn't the, isn't the, the ledge on the back wall, meaning that's what's creating the P-ticker? Yeah. Well, I mean, in a sukkah you only need three sides, so you have a ches. So, so if you, you're talking about Rashi or Tessa's version, Rashi was just a regular sukkah. I'm sorry, I mean, just what's the what's the case? I guess if you got this Aksadra, we're saying you get rid of the back wall. You get rid of the back wall, but you still have you still have the ledge. You don't. If the wall's not there, the ledge is attached to the wall. I mean, at least in these pictures. Oh, it's it's not getting rid of the wall, wall together. It's just it's it's still a ches of a. It's still a ches. It's just that you have um, the two walls perfectly on both sides, and then you're using particular for the open end on the other end. That is just the ledge with the uh, with the house behind it. I mean, this is, this is the one I have. According to places, I don't know. Okay, so that's the question that Rava has in Abayi. So three lines down, Adam Yechesim Abayi. Amalei Rava Abayi l'didcha the Amris Pitikri Yari V'saisim that you do apply the idea Pitikri Yari V'saisim afilu hifchis doifenem say even if you take away like Pachos is smaller even if you take away the middle wall it should be kosher. 
So Amar Lei, so Abayi says back to Rava, Moidina Lecha, I admit to you that you are right, that it would not be good, Behahi, in this particular case, the Havle Kim Mavwe Hamafulish, because it would be like a Mavwe Mafulish. I didn't have to teach Erevin, therefore I never figured out a translation of the word Mafulish, but uh, Mavwe is an alleyway, and Mafulish means, oh, I don't know how to translate it in English. Stan, how do they translate that? Come on, Stan's a master, uh, yeah. as a master wordsmith. Mafulish just basically means open through and through. I mean, that's really what it means. Uh, uh, a, uh, a machat mafulish is when you take a needle and, and stick it through something through and through. So I'm going to translate it uh, as um, Webster-like as I can. I'm going to translate mafulish as through and through. Uh, but the point being is when you have a mavui mafulish, that there's f- traffic flow that goes through and through, it's harder to make an Erev around it because it has to be some sort of a contained area as part of the issue with the Chicago Erev. Also, you have things that are mafulish, they go through and through, they make it a little bit harder. So um, he says Abaye back to Rava, I do hold the pitikar yoyi v'saysem. However, when it becomes mafulish, when it becomes open through and through, even I admit that it takes away its ability for the pitikar to work. A pitikar only works on an area that's an enclosed area. But an area that's a wide open area, you would not be able to do a pitikar. Exactly. That's probably why Rashi made his case not like Tysus. Because Rashi's version of the question was is that it's much cleaner, just like walk right on through, straight out. According to Tosas, you still have the ches of the building, so it's not as mafulish. So again, that probably is where Rashi's coming from. But the point being is, is that, you know, Abaye does give in to Rav and says, I agree, you're right. But the benefit of Abaye's admission is that that does not take me down anymore. Uh, you know, what you said is a good question. I admit in that scenario, but in general, I do believe that you can say, and everything will be totally fine. Okay, so now what the Gemara is going to do is, is that we have this machlekes between Abaye and Rava if we apply Pitikar Yod Vesaisen by the Sukkah, we're just simply going to try to make it a machlekes Tanoim that there's other places in Shas that also have the same exact machlekes. Do we say Pitikar Yod Vesaisen or not? And, uh, you know, sometimes we like lining up Tanoim and sometimes we're saying, well, like, why do you have to bother talking? It's already machlekes Tanoim. Is it not the same thing? So we'll start that today. I don't think we'll be able to finish it, but at least let's get a taste of what's going on over here. So says the Gemara as follows. Lema, Abaye Verava, let's say that Abaye and Rava, beplukta the Rav and Shmuel Kamifuki. They're having the same machlekas that Rav and Shmuel had, which they're Amoraim. So it's really more of a question in terms of why the Amoraim have to have the same machlekas that Tanam had previously. But let's say the machlekas Abaye and Rava is really the same machlekas as Rav and Shmuel's. The Itmar, as it says, Achsadra Bibika. If you have an Aksadra in a valley. So here, the word Aksadra is not going to be uh, this awning thing that you have in the courtyard. A bika is a valley. So Aksadra is going to be just a gazebo. The picture they have over here in the Ezohadar is literally a four-poled, covered gazebo. Okay? So you have Aksadra bika. You have an Aksadra in a valley. Rav Amar Mutter Letaltel Bekulai. Rav says you're allowed to carry underneath the entire gazebo. Damrina P. Tikr because you're going to apply the rule of P. Tikr Yavisaisen. The Shmuel Amar, and Shmuel says you cannot carry underneath it. Um, Amos, you only have four Amos, basically, which is just saying that, um, you know, you don't, there's no Arab at all. There's no special domain that's been created by this gazebo. Therefore, you get the same Dalad Amos you would get as if you were standing in the middle of nowhere. The Lamrina P. Tikr because we will not apply P. Tikr so again, we had our machlekes when it comes to the achsadra in the courtyard in Hilchah Sukkah. The Gemara says, is it not the same machlekes as Rav and Shmuel when it comes to a gazebo standing in an open field? Uh, Paul, if it does help you, it's all this is uh, literally just a four-poled covered thing over here. 
See where I'm pointing? Good. Excellent. So, um, so it's Machlech's Rav and Shmuel. Um, Rav says, great, it's Shabbos. And maybe, you know, someone finds themselves, um, you know, uh, in a situation where they're in the middle of nowhere for Shabbos and they want to be able to at least make a mini domain to be able to carry. They could pull off one of these little gazebo things and uh, four poles. There's not any walls whatsoever, but there are walls because Petikar Yerveslesim take the roof and allow it to shoot down. And now you have yourself four walls. So Rav says, it's going, yes, sir. So why are we applying it to sukkah? One, there seem to be disparate concepts. One is the, the rabbis made up. Oh, it should be carrying in the in the caramelist, and so they made up this particular. So, oh, so this is, is is it a concept they're abundant that they made up, or is it is it part of the halacha mishmasina? Is the question? Uh-huh. Okay. So okay, so we have the machlokes. Rav Shmuel over here. Rav says it's okay. Oh, Most, so we're saying this particular would even apply in. A, it seems to be. It seems to be, yeah. Okay. I mean, um, it seems to be. And now it's just the Gemara lining them up and says, you know, we had a Baye that said, by the case of the Sukkah, we're going to apply Pitigriyavisaisim. And we had Rava that said, we're not going to apply Pitigriyavisaisim. It seems to be a, a Baye lines up with Rav, who says, you say Pitigriyavisaisim, it comes to the gazebo. And Rava's going to line up with, um, with Rava, who says, you do not say Pitigriyavisaisim. It just seems to line up very nicely. Now, uh, we're going to stop here. But what the Gemara is going to do, simply put, is is going to try to debate if those line up as clearly as we think they line up, or can we somehow say that each of the machlekesim are different machlekesim, that one could say that, oh, this is independent, and it doesn't have to be that Abaye fits with Rav, it doesn't have to be that uh, Rava fits with Shmuel, and that's going to be uh, the fun we're going to have next week. We're inching towards the finish line, Be'ez Hashem, everyone have a great Shabbos, and looking forward to regrouping Be'ez Hashem on Monday. Shabbos. Shabbos.